Hey, Victor here. Thanks for tuning in for the podcast. If you haven't already, you can listen to our previous episode where we had John, Justin, me, and Marcos introduce our series and talk about All Church Focus and why, what's what's so important about it. But this week we have our first week, and if you haven't already started our devotional, you can go ahead and pick it up in the church lobby or out on the church lawn at the branch. Additionally, you can read it. Um, we're releasing it every day digitally on our church app. So super excited about that. But this week we had our two authors, Sam Lanka and Crystal Carrillo, join us. And we get to hear a little bit about their lives and what they're excited about, what's going on and who they are. Additionally, you'll hear what they were inspired from as they wrote this devotional. So let's tune in and see what Justin has for us in this conversation on this podcast. This is Pastor Justin. Uh, it is good to be with you. We are on week one of our All Church Focus podcast. This is our actual second podcast, so if you made it through the last one, thanks for coming back. Um, if not, uh, this one will be better anyways, but we encourage you to listen to that one. There's some good stuff there on how why we do what we do in this theme of yours. is actually very good, um, some good voices in that. Um, but we got some new voices for you today as we are looking into... Uh, really our first week, and we are just gotten started a couple days ago, but now we're hopping into it, and we're going to introduce you to two of our authors for the devotionals in the devotion this week, and uh, it's going to be great. So I have uh, Victor Huang is here, our worship pastor, as the co-host, and we have Sam Lanka and Crystal Carrillo. Did I say that right? Yes, okay, you did. Okay, yeah, so, <laughs> so very good. So... Um, Let's just, I, let's, we want to give this, one of the, the ideas of doing this podcast is that we would get to know each other as a congregation and get insight into who you guys are as the authors of the devotional and just as part of the church family. Because when you have 500 people in a room, like at the Cypress campus, it's a little harder to know who's who. And so we thought this was a great opportunity. And then also to hear your story and to be encouraged by that and to talk about Jesus together, because that's the topic of this week. Jesus is the hero of heroes. And so... We'll get into that, but first, tell us who you are. So, Sam, tell us your story a little bit. Um, tell us where you're from, what you're doing, how you got here, and uh, that'll be good. Hi, Justin. Um, I'm I'm Sam Lanka, and um, I'm from uh, India. I was born and brought up uh, in India, and uh, I was actually born um, in a Christian family. Both my parents uh, were Christians and uh, very faithful. Uh, very disciplined, especially my mom. Um, and by God's grace, uh, God's sovereign hand um, uh, is upon me. That's that's what my faith. That's what I have believed so far. Uh, with all the um, blessings and um, with all through my life, that my uh, life experience. Um, I, I was I, I studied I graduated in India then I, I moved uh, to US uh, for work my company has transferred me here I'm still working as full-time uh, into IT I'm an IT professional 
but i had a desire to study god's word in deep and understand what god's will to teach and preach and uh, i've been thinking to join a seminary for a while uh, uh, from almost more than 10 years but god uh, in his sovereign plan has uh, blessed me to join the master seminary i'm pursuing my master of divinity i am studying part time there it's been a while I, uh, but hopefully god willing i would uh finish up one day and serve lord fully uh, full time that that's my uh, desire if if it lords will great and how long have you been at masters uh it's been 4 years now 4 years okay great and how long have you been in the us uh close to 9 years okay wonderful yeah and uh, i lived uh, 2 years in east uh and here in florida and then new jersey but uh, i moved to california in 2013 with my family mm. i got a question for you sam yes victor do you like the east coast better or the west coast no. better just do east math coast, man i mean west coast just do the math west coast is <laughs> yeah. the best coast yeah it, 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 it's a simple answer for me i like west most <laughs> because it's close to what uh, uh, we have in india oh. it's a, it's a tropical weather uh, in india i know uh, it's not completely tropical in california but it's uh, subtropical uh, and uh, i like warm weather yeah oh, it's, it's yeah. closer so you really like the summertime then i do yeah okay yeah. great and um what's your role at the church i'm working as an intern pastor um uh, at cypress church um right now sometimes preaching rarely though uh leading a life group at my home every friday and um i got an opportunity to write uh, devotions um this time and uh, most importantly i i like praying for people and uh, i i commune with uh, uh new um uh, guests welcoming them and giving all the information that is needed that's nice. great yeah and you are preaching during this altar focus too yes you're, you're, i am i'll be preaching we'll get you oh up boy. scheduled so yes yeah. that's coming up in just a few weeks right yes, i think, I think week 4 i think something like that yes on september 8th i'll be preaching okay wonderful looking forward to it so nice. thank you just it so victor um do you, anything you want to tell about yourself i can't remember how much you said last no. one so no okay. i'm just joking. i'll share um i I get to I get the privilege of working here mm-hmm. um as a worship pastor and some someone who might be tuning in is like what is worship and we can unpack that later uh but a lot of my responsibilities are uh include like organizing the service and planning out the service with the pastors um uh and then also playing a lot of music and organizing volunteers so I get the opportunity to, to spend time in the trenches uh with my with my fellow volunteers and playing wonderful music and creating art so and you do a lot of tech stuff like getting this thing up and running so <laughs> thank yes, you for that i, I think uh, i can yeah. be you know sam you're talking about resident it guy although lee's lee's our resident it guy sometimes since he has to work somewhere else during the week i end, i end up being um the uh go to for that so i love uh, i get to answer a lot of questions about tech yeah i'm in charge of the altruist focus and so as we talk about putting things on the app or online and like when it comes to that yeah that's a great idea as long as you guys do it cuz i have no idea i am low tech so yeah. but uh, so crystal tell us about yourself okay that is a great question so i was born in huntington beach california um and i actually didn't go past um knots until i went to my first visit um, knots berry farm you're talking about yeah, right yeah knots okay. berry farm Whoa. until i went to my first college visit at biola 
Um, and I actually didn't even know that Christian schools existed. I thought they were like, oh, isn't that kind of like illegal? Like, can you just like, <laughs> do you have to be a Christian? Uh-huh. But anyways, I accepted Christ when I was 16. Um, and I knew that if I went to a secular high, uh, college that I would really struggle mm. um, only because I was like a baby Christian. And so I decided to go to Biola and I was introduced to this like whole world of theology and like egalitarianism versus complementarianism, you know, like uh, eschatology, like all these big words that I felt like a lot of people already knew. Um, And I felt really lost at first, but now actually Victor sometimes calls me out on my Christianese. So I have to like (laughs) watch myself. I've become one of those people. So um, I'm really making the effort to try not to do that. Um, yeah, so I actually graduated from Biola this May, and I work as a academic counselor for online students. Um, so that's been a really great experience. That's what I wanted to do when I graduated high school, I mean college. Um, and I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to work really hard for this. But then God just blessed me with a job, like, right away. So now I actually don't really know what to do. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to go on to get my master's um, at Biola. So that's great. What yeah. are you studying for your master's? So I want to uh, major in intercultural studies. Oh, I know it's very missions based. Um, and that's great. Missions isn't really my passion, but I know that um, the major itself has a intercultural education track, which is what I'm passionate about education. So I know it'll give me like really great skills um, to, you know, be uh, more mindful of what I do in education. That's great. This mm-hmm. this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by Biola University. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Tell me, uh, you, you'd mentioned you came to Christ at 16. What was it for you? I mean, we're talking about Jesus is the hero of heroes. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of us come to Christ very early mm-hmm. in our, in our lives. If we grew up in a Christian home um, yeah. for myself, I became a Christian my senior year of high school mm-hmm. years, a sophomore, junior, something like that. Yeah. How did God get hold of you? Just just curious. What was it that yeah. made you say, hey, I, this Jesus guy's worth following? That's a great question. It's kind of a long story because God has always been present in my life in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up Catholic, but really we only went Christmas and Easter um, and I actually learned to read the Bible by visiting Jehovah's Witnesses because oh, my wow. parents didn't really know like what each religion was. They were just like, well, as long as she learns how to read the Bible, it's fine. Um, so that was really interesting. And I know that there were a lot of conflicting um, theologies between both of them because I remember we went to a Catholic Bible study. And I was like, Mom, but they said like the... Virgin of Guadalupe doesn't exist or like she's not actually like a saint or and she was like oh my gosh like be quiet don't say that <laughs> and I was, she's like you can't see them anymore okay. and so but you know I had already just kind of realized like oh I'm a sinful human being and there is a God and those were the two things that I knew hmm. um yeah but didn't really know who Jesus was and exactly what he did and what it meant um so yeah and then um I think when I was growing up I was really I had a lot of anger towards my parents Mm. and when they became Christians after they started visiting a church that my uncle started going to 
um, and they wanted to change. I felt very upset because they just kind of wanted to start over. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, how can you change just like that? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, how are you? Yeah. Like, how is it just all going to go away? And but that's what Christ does. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it changes us and um, he redeems us and restores us. Um, And part of that is restoring relationships as well. So um, I actually just kind of didn't want anything to do with it. And but it would still go to church because I had to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like I knew deep in my heart that God existed and that Jesus was real. Um, but it, I just didn't want to believe it at that time. And I ended up going to a retreat and that's very, you know, depending on like what you believe about like spiritual gifts and things like that. Um, really it's an interesting story. I'm like even hesitant to say it. Right. Um, so I went, I, we were going to Pentecostal church. Um, and I was, like you know they were speaking in tongues and i was like oh these people are crazy like (laughs) you know like i was scared because i didn't know what it was or um but anyway they ended up going to retreat um because my mom made me go (laughs) and um and i started i was praying and i was asking god um to kind of change my heart because i was scared Mm. and i knew he knew that i was just putting on a front Mm. of like, no, I don't want anything to do with this. But in reality, that wasn't actually what I felt. Mm. Um, Yeah. And then I started speaking in tongues and that was an interesting experience. And you can, you guys can uh, talk to me about that more if you want. (laughs) Um, But please don't invalidate my experience. (laughs) If you do come and talk to me. So, (laughs) and after that happened, I was like, well, I can't say like these people are crazy anymore. And Mm. I can't say, that um god doesn't exist or anything like that because this happened so like where else is it gonna come from so yeah that's a great i love Mm -hmm. how god used all these different parts that were so different to Mm -hmm. you know to to ground you in him just Mm -hmm. you know with your catholic upbringing had some awareness and then jehovah's witnesses yeah you know of all things getting you into the scriptures and and then uh, pentecostals connecting you with the spirit and God got you here. So that's super cool. Yeah. Great, great story. Yeah. So w- thank you for sharing that. Thank so you, thank you probably you. weren't ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was not. I wasn't either. What happened, Crystal? Yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, when, when you said 16, though, I'm like, okay, let's let's tune into this. So, yeah. so let's, that was that was uh, pretty significant out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I should shift gears back or not, but I will. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're going with this theme and the way that we're, service is really what this, Mm-hmm. All church focuses about and how God calls us to a life of heroic service for him because Jesus said the one who serves is the greatest, right? So that's how we're fitting this together. Um, so we're using a superhero theme, largely all kinds of heroes, but superheroes are a big one. Um, do you guys have a favorite superhero that, from your uh, your experience? We asked that in the last podcast. So does any, do you guys have a favorite that you, uh, yeah. you really like? Yeah. Iron Man's actually my favorite. Iron Man, okay. Yeah. okay. Why he- is that? So he's very smart and a lot of people think he doesn't care, but he does care. He just doesn't actually express it. And you can see that, you know, if you haven't seen Infinity War as an end game, I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, But essentially he is a, I feel like he's a hero of the entire Marvel series because 
he's the one that had to sacrifice, um, you know, himself for like the rest of humanity. So, um, yeah. Good. Sam, do you have a favorite superhero at all? Uh, not specifically, but uh, I came across uh, so many heroes in my life, yeah. both at my work and studies. Good. So there's, uh, there's a couple. Yeah, is there one or two that stand out? Did you want uh, to give them a, a shout-out, so to speak? Uh, I have uh, seen a couple of amazing guys, uh, like John MacArthur is one of them. Hmm. Um, and then um, I, I also studied... Uh, um, but few few others like um, um, John Calvin. Okay. Um, f- f- some of the uh, reformers. Yeah. So th- yeah. they're one of the greatest uh, guys. Yeah. And uh, of amongst um, uh, I would say Apostle Paul was one of the greatest hero yeah. that I would cherish, like to cherish upon. But um, yeah. it's hard to live a life like him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and of course, uh, greatest hero none other than Jesus Christ Himself, yeah. who lived fully as man and mm-hmm. uh, who, who has um, experienced all the trials, troubles, and temptations that a man can ever encounter in this life. So, and uh, he 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 suffered everything without sin. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the greatest uh, thing. Absolutely. In his life. Yeah, and that's the transition we're making. You know, in this in this all church focus and just kind of behind the scenes in terms of writing. And I wrote, I wrote the introductions and the first introduction I wrote was I used Achilles from the Iliad, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and tried to contrast him with Jesus of Mm. you read that. And I mean, I read it years ago. So a lot of this was from memory, but there was so much ego put forward and status and that drives everything. And then Jesus just turns that upside down. Um, and I find that so significant. I, but I thought, no, that's kind of distracting from what we want to communicate, and let's just lay it out here where, I don't know if you guys have seen the weeks to come, but there's a we do a thing on different heroes, some historical, some you know superheroes, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. But with Jesus, it's just, you know, there's no one who compares, you know. And yeah. every other hero kind of draws something from who he is uh, more so than them comparing to him i'm not saying that right but hopefully you get the idea so because of what you just said like there's just no no one like him so yes justin that's right Uh, so just didn't come just to come to die for our sins but he also came to show how to live he lived uh, for almost 33 and a half years and he has uh, experienced everything that a man can experience on this earth so th- that's the greatest part uh, of his life. He, he he went through all the embarrassments that he can go through, and he went all the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, he he never said any word to any, any anyone. So one one word um, always uh, I I I get astonished to read um, in John chapter eight um, when Jews or Pharisees says to Jesus that. Uh, uh, you know, Jesus, we are not born of fornication. To that extent, they go and uh, they embarrass him, remembering mm-hmm. what uh, the way he was born mm-hmm. um, to a virgin Mary um, before um, she got married to Joseph. So everything he went through. But uh, in the chapter, if you see, he's so humble, especially he's so, he's he loves them still so much that he he tries. Um, being fully man, and though he's, he was a fully God as well, 
to help them believe that he is true messiah though they don't believe but um, th- that that is the greatest thing that uh, i have seen in his life yeah yeah i'm always struck to that end on uh, at the the crucifixion scenes and just the i mean the the crucifixion is shameful enough and mm-hmm. you know all that that carries with it culturally but the abuse that he takes on the way is the part that i get mad every time i read it and wonder why don't you just just smoke one of them jesus you know just <laughs> send one lightning bolt you know but he you know is silent as a lamb led to the slaughter and that's that's always powerful to me every time so yes uh, that's, yeah, yeah that's good kind of going off right how jesus lived um and part of my uh devotional was writing about the crucifixion Mm um and i really wanted i mean really we didn't have like we could have written about anything right Mm -hmm. so and decided to go with suffering Mm -hmm. um and actually since i wrote that a little bit before and now that thing has come up a lot in my life Mm -hmm. um whether it's like by different like preachings or conversations I've had with friends, like what does suffering mean and like mm. what is it? So um one of my coworkers actually shared a devotional with us and um he so Martin Luther actually shared um or wrote about the theologian of glory and the theologian of the cross. Mm. Um and we're all theologians, right? Mm. Um theologian of glory essentially means like God God is present in um, all the good things, all the blessings, um, whether you, I mean, now in our age is like, whether you have a good job or a good car, that, that all comes from God and God, that's where God is present. Whereas the theologian of um, the cross is God is also present in the suffering mm-hmm. and God is present with us in the hard times and not just in the blessing, um, but he's also there in the suffering. And if we're suffering, it doesn't necessarily mean that Je- that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit isn't there. Um, he's there. Um, and so, yeah, that's been something that I've been struggling with. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm suffering, like, is God here? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say something else, but yeah, that's pretty much it. No, that's that, but that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing because we live mm-hmm. in a, you know, a prosperous area. Well, yeah, hashtag blessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, they always there's, say hashtag. Uh, what is it? First world problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we have so many so many blessings, mm-hmm. and then there's such a. Um, you have the prosperity gospel that mm-hmm. talks about the fact that you know God wants you to be blessed, and yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But define blessing, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's those difficult things that are in our lives that God's shaping us through, mm-hmm. um, and that. If we think that's you know health and wealth, we're mm-hmm. going to be severely disappointed. And I mean, I don't know how all that works when you look mm-hmm. at the life of Jesus, which you know, as you guys walk through the devotional, tons of suffering. Yeah. You talked about Paul, tons of suffering. Um, mm-hmm. He lists it out in Second Corinthians, I think, where it's a it's a pretty pretty intense list. Um, you look at Martin Luther and the reformers, like they're known as you know these amazing heroes, but. I just read a biography of John Calvin. He got kicked out of Geneva before they brought him back. Like there's uh, Martin Luther. There was a price on his head, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole city wanted John Calvin out, right, because he yeah. was so involved. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. faithfulness is, is hard, and God shapes us through that. And mm-hmm. I love right at the beginning of Second Corinthians, it talks about how we, 
the suffering we go through is when God comforts us, that helps us to be able to comfort others who are going through mm-hmm. the same thing down the line. And it, it always struck me as that, man, it, it may be that, you know, this isn't about me at all. Mm-hmm. This is preparing me so that I can help, you know, Sam or Victor or, or you, Crystal, yeah. down the line when you go through the same thing that, okay, I have been there and here's why, or here's how, you yeah. know, God got me through it. So, um, yeah, that suffering's a big piece of, and that's, mm-hmm. a, I'm glad you brought that out, not just mm-hmm. in the devotional, but in, in, in this conversation. Let's take a quick break and hear what we have coming up at Cypress and the Branch Church. If you haven't gotten a chance to get into a life group, All Church Focus is a great way for you to get into one. Our life groups for this season last for seven weeks, and it's an opportunity for you to meet new people, to talk about God, to get into community. So if you haven't already, go ahead and sign up on cypresschurch.net on the website, or you can contact Carrie, Carrie at cypresschurch.net. Finally, you can just sign up for yourself on the church app. So go ahead and get into a community. And now back to the episode. And and it's not just the cross. I mean, Sam, you talked about in your devotionals, you you did Philippians 2, um, where Jesus, you know, basically the incarnation and, and the what he gave up just to come here, let alone um, then to submit himself to the cross. But for either of you, um, well, both of you, whichever, who goes, whoever goes first is fine. But what was your experience like? Because I gave you pretty restrictive terms, right? Mm-hmm. I gave you 200 words or something like that to encapsulate these huge thoughts, you know, and, and to distill the life of Jesus down to six passages mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, here you go, guys, um, is, is not fair to you, but thank you for taking it on anyways. Yeah. Um, what what was that the writing process like for you? What was the joys of it? Did, was there some blessing that came from it? Was it what were the challenges? Um. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed uh, uh, writing uh, all the devotions, uh, Justin. Um, I in fact wrote uh, most of the devotions um, uh, in one night, whole mm-hmm. night, especially when we, when we had uh, earthquake in California. No. So, I wrote uh, it the day before too. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, one of the challenges that for me was um, uh, to restrict everything into two hundred words. Mm-hmm. That that was uh, most challenging. One the more mm-hmm. uh, I was writing, Holy Spirit was guiding me, um, giving me um, or exposing all the scriptures too, mm-hmm. uh, helping me to write more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I I really enjoyed uh, all the, all the devotions that have submitted the five devotions. Yeah. It was really great. And um, going back to what you have pointed um, that God gave up uh, His royalty, um, being um, and uh, coming out of heaven onto uh, this earth. That that I I really ama- it, it amazes me. Um, uh, but it but it's all about love. So God loves us with infinite love, which has made possibility of He giving up His uh, um, um, being in the presence um, of Father, uh, being in heaven and coming all the way down to save sinners. And the Bible says, while we are yet sinners, God has died for our sins. Mm -hmm. That is... Um, usually in our lives it's hard to love someone maybe it's sometimes it, it is uh, maybe our spouses our children and most importantly our our own selves 
we don't love our own selves as god loves us yeah so he loves us with that infinite love and uh, he loves to that uh, very extent and he, and he says that nothing can separate uh, us from his love mm. so the love has made uh, all the possibility of the cross and uh, all the the way christ is still sustaining us and the entire universe mm. yeah and i like to I, i think it's from romans 5 where i've preached a couple times of it talks about how the we the spirit is at work in us and it it speaks to our hearts and then it moves to this objective reality of the cross and so you know it's great when we have the warm fuzzies in the spirit we feel it and it's that's wonderful but even when we don't there's this objective symbol you know moment at the cross where it's like you know what what more could he do to demonstrate that and i think that's a it's good to, that that's something that can help us navigate our emotional highs and lows and mm-hmm. and even you know our closeness in walking with god where we have our moments where we wander or whatever and that crosses there is that constant reminder that you know <clears throat> his his love for us is like you say infinite so and crystal you wrote on that was there anything besides the word count that i that i restricted y'all with yeah um, that was particularly either joyful or difficult or both so yeah so i know that i tend to ramble on about or well i don't necessarily ramble but i don't want people to just kind of take what i say but i want to give evidence for why um and it's really hard to do in a word count so okay. <laughs> um or in 200 words so yeah, yeah that was part of it um but otherwise i think the hardest part was um kind of finding what i would talk about cuz there's so many things in the crucifixion sure. that i could have talked about yeah. um And so actually what inspired me was JP Moreland's new book Finding Quiet and this is yeah. not an ad for that. Mm-hmm. Um he uh you know if you guys don't know who he is he's a this prom- this mm-hmm. prominent um apologist philosopher. Um and he's really great but in this book he shares his struggle with mental health um and anxiety and depression and he talks about different ways in which he has um kind of dealt with that over the years and gets like very severe like panic attacks, anxiety attacks and falls into deep depression and so you think about this like man who um loves the Lord and who um I mean he's pretty famous if um I have the article yeah right there yeah of his interview <laughs> yeah he's so great yeah. um and so you know and he takes medication which is something that's uh, very stigmatized nowadays mm-hmm. right and so um and especially now in my own journey where I've been struggling with a lot of depression and anxiety mm. and that's fine um and kind of going along with the theme of suffering that's what um really inspired me mm. to kind of write about this topic um and yeah uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's great i mean because mm-hmm. i think you know like sam mentioned earlier this is jesus has gone Mm-hmm. you know to the depths yeah as well to know he's with it but it's also important you know as we talk about the this hero theme mm-hmm. you know we like iron man we like spider-man but when they all get together it's pretty cool you mm-hmm. know and and the fact that we need each other so to know i mean i don't know many people smarter than jp morland mm-hmm. and he can't think his way out of that yeah. you know it's yeah. still you know, he he can maybe reason his way in his head but he's still got and i haven't read the book i've only yeah. read an interview um in Christianity today but the fact that we do need help um mm-hmm. and to hear that from someone who you know really has his stuff together mm-hmm. um is i think 
sobering, but mm -hmm. also empowering. Like, okay, yeah. you know, th there's people that I respect in a lot of ways and, and they're walking through this. And again, so that, that helps us go through it as well. So, yeah. yeah and I just think of, um, Jesus and his times of loneliness mm -hmm. or feeling very down. I mean, mm -hmm. those are moments where he went to his father in heaven, where he, yeah. uh, retreated and, um, went off alone to pray. Um, even the last night before he went up, the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. I had that in my initial devotional, and then yeah. Pastor Justin was like, I only had "Word count." Two hundred <laughs> words. Yeah, yeah. But so it talks about how. Wrote a commentary on Matthew. Yeah. I had to like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it talks about like this, uh, how he was so anguished mm -hmm. that, like, he sweat blood to a certain yeah. degree, and I don't even know the physical the the physical piece behind it, but mm -hmm. just the idea that he was so under duress under stress um mm -hmm. and so down that he got like the father said <laughs> like yeah. uh who was it the uh the two to, to the two guys from heaven to to um to encourage him and to kind of bring him comfort mm -hmm. in times of distress yeah and in mm -hmm. a lot of ways when we look at the heroes um in the comic books mm -hmm. um while they're while they have their kind of like justice league or um the avengers in a lot of ways they all suffer Mm -hmm. through some sort of they have their own vices or their own battles that they struggle with whether it's like you talked about iron man and how he couldn't fully um express his care for uh for the entire world mm -hmm. um or the loneliness that he struggled with or you know even his struggle with his wife and him just being like so anxious about that the end of the world was coming mm -hmm. um that that type of stuff is is there and and I think there's a humanness that shows that even heroes are human. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus had to live out that humanity, too. Yeah. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one of the great mysteries of our faith is he's fully God and fully man. You yeah. know, and then that mm -hmm. is that's a hard thing. Well, I don't know how to get my head around it, but, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. that's clearly what the Bible teaches. And that's something for us to wrestle with, but also take great hope from that. Right. You know, that yeah. he has suffered as we have. And, you know, we just talked about Hebrews in service a couple of days ago, you know, and that's. He, he's in here with yeah. us and, and, and leading the way and he's the, you know, the author and the finisher. And so we're following him in that. And we have mm -hmm. great hope knowing that he's accomplished the race and he's going to, he's going to get, get us across the finish line. And he uses all of us to do that. So, um, yeah. in each other's lives, but, um, do you have a, I mean, we're talking about Jesus and, you know, we're just not going to go into the hypostatical union, right? Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, fully God, fully man. Cause that's just heavier sledding than I'm ready for. But this is the week where we're looking at Jesus as the hero of heroes. Is there a particular story or even a moment in your life um, that is your story where you're like, man, this is where Jesus, whether it's biblical or mm -hmm. your personal experience of this is where I, I, this is what I love Jesus for. This is where I ex have experienced him powerfully in terms of you know, I'm specifically thinking of a Bible story, but whatever, wherever you want to take this. Do you guys have a favorite? My favorite words uh, that I'm personally touched are um, um, that that impacted me, especially to take um, some of the greatest decision in my personal life, is in uh, James chapter one verse seventeen that says, "Every good thing given and uh, uh, every perfect gift is from above." coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. So life is all about um, for us while being uh, living in this earth, it's all about 
discernment. It, it's all about uh, choosing right. Most of the time we don't know what, what is right for us, what is not. God knows what is uh, right uh, for us and who is right uh, for us, in, especially in our lives, whom to bring, all the relationships, uh, all the people that we, we're going to meet, and especially our own spouse and children. He knows the best, and he always says that he gives the good and the perfect. When we say perfect, now there is no variation. Or there is nothing that uh, we can add onto something called perfection. Mm-hmm. So God says that it is from me. So yeah. I really cherish on this verse. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and and, and we have so much, and we can be so ungrateful. So yes. how great it is to yes. every every gift from Him. So, yeah. Victor, Crystal, you guys got an idea? Go ahead. I was actually gonna talk about um, the centurion and his daughter. Okay. The, uh, yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. But um, we actually talked about it in our Bible study. Um, and the part that I really love about the story is that both was like the bleeding woman and also the daughter. He um, does what he can to save their save them faith. Um, mm, yeah. is, that, is that how you do Yeah. Is that yeah. The, the, yeah. the way you say it? You're correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, he, he stops and makes sure everyone knows that, that she's clean, right? Mm-hmm. And then with the daughter, like, she actually died. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say, sh- you know, she died. He says, why are you crying? She was just sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so that she wouldn't be, like, ostracized and kind of been like, well, she was dead. Like, mm-hmm. And especially, you know, in that time, um, people were very, like, concerned about staying clean. Right, So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, yeah. That's good. And yeah. So I spoiled it, but you still brought good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, that was, uh, in our in our mm-hmm. study, that was kind of mind-blowing that yeah. not only does he heal the person, but he, mm-hmm. he, he even protects them from a cultural standpoint so that mm-hmm. the daughter, if she was dead, then that's unclean and therefore mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, people can't be around that um, yeah. uh, according to law and custom. But by saying she's asleep, you know that's that saves the family from the unclean clean kind of rule that was yeah. applied during that time so mm-hmm. yeah that's so great. just to add a point uh, on that word sleep uh, in the new testament if you see multiple times uh, 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 i never heard jesus using the word dead mm-hmm. remember uh, the story of lazarus yeah and he says that uh, lazarus sleeping mm. in fact uh, his disciples were uh, surprised that uh, they thought uh, it's a physical sleep maybe they, they themselves say that uh, okay lord if he's sleeping he will awake yeah. for some yeah. time <laughs> yeah. so he never uses the word uh, dead uh, mm-hmm. so uh, that that shows how uh, he perceived uh, the dead yeah. that we uh, call as mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I, I always wish everybody would perceive as Jesus perceived the death, yeah. just a mere sleep, mm-hmm. because he knows that the soul is uh, still awake, uh, yeah. uh, awakened in heaven. Yeah, and he's in command of yes. life and death. And yes. that's a good, yes, good insight. Yeah, this is great. Thank you yeah. guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, thank you, Justin. We've had. Uh, I know it's it's a sacrifice and it's a challenge to schedule, but we are so glad you guys came in. Yep, and. Uh, some good stuff. We got a great week ahead of us as we work through this all church focus. Um, so you'll continue to hear from Sam and Crystal later in the week through your devotional. So get in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's going to be a great week. And, you know, Jesus sets the bar and he sets it high. Um, and he is the, the one that we look at to finish the race well. So even everything we go through and we look at Peter's life to come and Peter's writings in first and second Peter, all of those ultimately point us to Jesus. So that's why this mm-hmm. week's so critical in knowing that, that when we get into the nitty gritty of do this, don't do that, it's easy to then slip into some kind of legalistic grind. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why we start with Jesus as the hero of heroes, that we keep going back to that reality that this is for his glory, by his grace, and um, and empowered by his spirit that we do it. Um, we still want to do it, but um, it's important to get first things first. So thank you guys for helping us explore that today. And uh, Victor, you have anything we need to add? or? Oh, yeah. So if you... Um... If you like what you're hearing, give us a, a shout out in the comments. Um, let us know. We'd love to hear feedback since this is our kind of first round of figuring out and exploring what a podcast is and what formats we want to run. Um, and if you have not already, get into a life group. Uh, All yeah. Church Focus is um, not only do we get to study devotional get uh, devotionals together, uh, we get to live life together through life groups. Uh, Crystal, I have the fortunate um I am, I'm grateful that you're in our life group because you bring in such a, a bright countenance and also um, you bring a different perspective that we don't really get to see that often. Uh, yeah. And you help us so much with giving us places to eat tacos at. Yeah. So and good. I love you guys. Yeah. They're so great. You guys join a life group. It has really been an amazing experience. Yeah. So. And Sam, your group's on Friday evenings? Yes, Friday evening we meet. And uh, we always meet uh, with dinner every okay. Friday. Okay. Oh, food. And we study God's okay. Word. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. good. And, and there's probably, I assume there's sign-ups available at yes. the Cypress campus to for yeah. either of these groups. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, to sign up, you can either download our church app, uh, which you probably are listening this uh, to this podcast through. Um, it's in the Life Groups tab, so you can fill it out and carry our Life Groups pastor. We'll get in contact with you. Um, there's also sign-ups out in our lobby on Sunday mornings, um, so you could sign up through that. Uh, finally, we have a... And at the branch, it'll be on the oh, yeah. info table out on the lawn. There you so, go. Yeah, in Los Al. So That's right. Yeah, so. And so... Um, Thanks for joining us, um, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you, guys. Thank you, Victor. Thank you guys so much.